everyone, welcome to Rare Maven, a series where we inspire and empower millennial black women by sharing the journey of those who are thriving in entrepreneurship while being transparent enough to acknowledge their own triumphs and tribulations. I'm your host, Karima Muhammad, and I created this series not only to chat about business and entrepreneurship, but also to share tips and talk about how we can have an impact on the communities around us. This is why I consider our guest today to be a Rare Maven. Brandy Bird is the designer for her brand, Brandy Bird Interiors, where she provides interior design with a customer-centric focus. Whether she comes up with designs and color schemes or sources furniture based on functionality, Brandy customizes the interior design experience for each of her clients' unique needs. Brandy has always had a love for design and made the leap in her business after being laid off in 2016. It was then that she left the world of fashion to pursue her passion in interior design. She shares some great tips on why your space supports your mental wellness and some tips on how to create a space based on how you live and what you need to fulfill you. Let's welcome Brandy Bird. So welcome, Brandy. How are you today? I'm well. Thank you for having me. How are you? I'm doing well, and thank you. I'm, like, so excited. I, I feel like what you do is something, like, you know, something new that we're doing. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm so excited because I, well, I feel like I don't hear as many, like, flag millennial women in your space in interior design. And I want you to help our listeners, like, see the new, the world around it. Mm-hmm. Um and I'm like obsessed with it, but I do know there's a a trick behind it, and I would love <laughs> you to talk to us about it, how to get involved in it, um, and really just um, show, talk to us about all that makes you who you are. So, um, can you tell us where you're from and who was the first person to inspire you in entrepreneurship? Yeah, so I am originally from a small town in North Carolina called Clayton. Um, I actually moved to New York um, 10 years ago. In terms of the first um, entrepreneur that really inspired me, um, would have to be my mother. Um, Mm -hmm. She wasn't wasn't specifically an entrepreneur, but she embodied the entrepreneur spirit. Okay. Um, She took chances. Um, She was willing to do what it took to get you know, things done and to do things differently, she realized that you, you know, could get different results. Um, she knew how to connect with people and, you know, made people feel seen and heard and wasn't afraid of hard work. Um, she, you know, worked those two or three jobs at a time, worked long hours, anything that she needed to do to, to get it done. And anyone that knew her felt her impact. And mm-hmm. to me, she was, she was amazing. So my work ethic and my drive and my integrity surrounding, you know, what I'm putting out there to the world is all due to her. Beautiful. I love that. I love that. Oh, mom. I love all these moms that are like <laughs> doing it all while being moms. Exactly. And I had another guest talk we talked about it and I was like, I don't know, like this era we're like, Oh, self care, this is all they even they just did it. They did it. Yeah. Like <laughs> I I look at pictures sometimes and I'm like, Wow, like she's she's younger than I am in this particular picture and I'm just like I remember her during this time and I just can't imagine 
you know, being a being a mother and doing all of the things that she did, two kids on her own and just just doing it. So it's it's a tough job and it's one that I commend all mothers for being able to do and doing it well, whatever that looks like. Same here. Beautiful. I love that. Okay, so I have a, a trivia question for you. Mm-hmm. Um, would you rather, um, I would say, travel around the world and collect, like, all your favorite pieces from different cultures that you can use for your clients, or would you rather design a set for one of your favorite films? Ooh, I would say I would love to travel the world and collect pieces. I'm I I love traveling whenever I can, mm-hmm. um, and I have seen so many wonderful things that I would be like, oh, if I could just get this on the plane, oh, if I could just get this and have this here in, in my particular room. Um, I'm always seeing things that I'm inspired by, and I think mm-hmm. traveling is like a great way to kind of open up your um, your perception of you know the industry. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and what you could be bringing to the table that you don't get just like scrolling on Instagram or on a particular website, just mm-hmm. to be able to see it and hear the backstory from it and what went into producing it. Um, mm-hmm. I think I would love to do that. Oh, beautiful. Yes, I I I will agree with that. Traveling just expands everything and it's Traveling is really great if you're like, mm-hmm. essentially you're like an artist at the core, you know, to really... Right get to explore that and that is like culture so to mm-hmm. get to see that throughout the world and um it's almost like you're a kid in the candy store <laughs> yep exactly <laughs> stop. yeah so <laughs> uh, yeah i will agree and it's so much beautiful like work out there like um artisans um and it's so funny because i've met one and he has a whole furniture store i think he's from like either guatemala or somewhere and he was like on mm-hmm. his father always designed like furniture and it was passed down but he did so well like New York has his own showroom you know so I'm just like wow I never like hear you know coming up like that like really Mm -hmm. family you're making furniture and making all these beautiful things so it was like you know um but in these countries that's like almost custom you know Mm -hmm. do this so yeah I think that's definitely a great choice um awesome 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 and I want you to let us know what is Brandy Bird Interiors. Uh, Brandy Bird Interiors is a design firm that can either offer full service design, where we're managing the project from concept to finishing touches to um, e-design, which I think is a very popular design, especially right now given the climate of you know where we are mm-hmm. um, in creating the design. And I simply hand off that work once it's finalized to the client to kind of work at their own pace or budget. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes you have clients that like if they had if the situation was ideal and they had all the time in the world to be able to do something they didn't have to split it between work and all of these other things they could a- absolutely do the project but mm-hmm. sometimes life gets in the way and it's like you know what I just need it done I need it done by this particular time let's mm-hmm. kind of talk through my aesthetic and um come up with the plan and you just show me what you have um so that's kind of been where I've been working right now which is you know just as fun as well Mm -hmm. um so so yeah my goal is to be able to really work with a person to understand how they live what's functional to them what makes them feel safe and at home 
Um, okay. You know, the world is stressful enough. So like, why, you know, why not be able to come home? And as soon as you close that door, this be a haven for you. Mm-hmm, um, and, mm-hmm. you know, sometimes it's an overwhelming thing to kind of, you know, furnish your home or to come up with a design plan. And that's mm-hmm. where I come in. So I can help you get all of your thoughts and your ideas and kind of come up with one scheme that's cohesive so mm-hmm. that it's not overwhelming for you. And you get the furniture that's the right size or you get the colors that are complementary. And I kind of make it easy for you. So I think the customer kind of dictates um, what that working relationship um, is and uh, whether it's um, all hands in or it's I do my part and hand it off and let them do their thing. Nice, nice. I love that. I love that. It's like so much flexibility in it. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. And that's what you need when it comes to like creating. Um, so, yes, amazing, amazing. Um, and what was your eureka moment? So when mm-hmm. did you feel like you decided you wanted to start this brand? Okay. Um, so I've been in the fashion industry for about 17 years now working with different brands. Mm-hmm. And in 2016, um, you know, the business just got, you know, the start of like a, a really rocky time and businesses were having to kind of like switch gears and restructure. And I got kind of caught up in that mm-hmm. and I was laid off and it was the first time that I had been laid off. And it was mm-hmm. just a, an emotionally jarring uh, point in my life because it's it's been me you know single lady taking care of things holding it down yeah. for quite some time and then when I came to a point where it was like okay so how am I going to take care of myself you know mm-hmm. what maybe this is a moment for me to reevaluate you know the kind of work that I did or how much effort I put into it without doing the same for something that was truly something that would that is my passion or that that drives me um, yeah so I allowed myself uh, a bit of a, a mourning period and to kind of like grieve what had happened because it was to me like a death, a death yeah. of my livelihood and, and what I knew. Um, and when I was able to gather myself, I said, you know what, I think interior design is something that I've always had a passion for. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, growing up, I've always um, been obsessively, uh, you know, I, I've been obsessed about the aesthetic of my personal space, and I was always designing and redesigning my apartments to the point mm-hmm. that, um, like, after college, I literally, when I was in North Carolina, I moved um, as soon as my lease was up. Mm-hmm. So I think I had like six or seven different apartments, like one year after the next, just because I wanted wow. a new space to design and I wanted something different and something fresh. Mm-hmm. Um, and then when I came to New York City, I realized that that was not the culture here. You <laughs> might not get something as good as what you have. So yeah, um, for someone that's always, um, you know, wanting to explore and wanting to um, you know, um, show my creativity and really kind of dig into that, that was hard for me to kind of have just one place that Mm -hmm. I had to call my own. So this um, apartment that I'm in now has had so many different facelifts and so many different design um, directions. (laughs) (laughs) You know, like I've had to kind of just re redo everything. and, And that taught me how to kind of make something out of nothing. I've always, you know, a client literally is someone that you're doing the work for. So, you know, by that definition, I've had clients for many years, whether it was a friend that's like, you know what, I need help with this room. I'm stuck. I don't know what to do. So I've done things for friends um, and friends of friends um, previously, like when I was in uh, North Carolina, but when I moved to New York, um, I 
uh, put myself on Thumbtack where, you know, people were looking for interior design services, whether it's for, you know, one room or two rooms or, you know, just kind of trying to get some ideas and just really starting that dialogue and, um, you know, figuring out how this process works with a person that I don't know. Um, I also um, wanted to figure out for me, was this something I was going to invest in by switching gears and going into like a four-year design program? I um, researched and and found a program with the New York Institute of Art and Design, um, which is a certification program to kind of hone my skills and to really kind of like bring me back to, um, you know, to have a a solid foundation. I did have some clients through Thumbtack and I've had friends and family and then from there it became just referrals. Um, And then during that time, I, I literally went back to work. My nine to five, I'm a retail store director. So I went back to work probably 30 days later. So um, for this journey, for me, it's not me jumping in 100%, quitting my job and focusing solely on this. Um, I've I've kind of done that before. I used to have a a retail store back in 2005, Mm -hmm. um, and I recognize that being an entrepreneur is really being realistic with yourself and and where you see yourself and how you um, feel that, you know, you should take the steps to get there. And for me, um, I need that, you know, the, the definite income. I need the benefits and all of that. So it's been a challenge to, um, you know, to have the nine to five and also to, you know, have those consistent clients. But what I have been able to do when the clients that I have been working with works for my lifestyle. Um, so I, for right now, um, I think it's it's a it's a good balance for me. Okay. Okay. Nice. Nice. Awesome. And um, could you like tell us like so what is what do you feel like is your aesthetic like what is like your go to for right now what what do you really like love that's out there as far as design or styles? Mm-hmm. Um, I would say for let's say for say for bedrooms. Let's focus mm-hmm. on that. <laughs> Um, for bedrooms, I, you know, my bedroom is like to me like the haven. This is where I should be able to relax, and I love um, the aesthetic of it being very clean and um, serene, and a place where I can just fall into the bed and just like the worries and cares of the day will just roll away. Mm-hmm. I'm also my worst client. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, I typically like to focus on like the living room and the dining room because those are like the common areas where, you know, I would entertain. So for me, the bedroom was always kind of like back burner for me. Um, but it's so funny that you mentioned that because now my attention, uh, my, my next project for my apartment is my bedroom. So um mm-hmm. Like, I love the white sheet look and being very clean, but I'm also very childish, and I love to eat, like, in the bed, so I have my tray, <laughs> and I'm like, do I really, can I really do this? So, um, I took my boat every day about the white, because even today, I, I wore, her, like, a white scarf trying to feel like, oh, let me have the white scarf with this, and so, you know, mm-hmm. fresh with it, and uh, it wasn't even five, ten minutes, and I got something on the scarf, <laughs> and I was uh, like, oh, my God. 
saying, I am the world's like worst. crazy, you know? <laughs> yep, I am the world's worst. But I've, I've done it. I'm being very careful. I'm very proud of myself. So I've got the white sheets going on. I've got the tufted headboard. Um, I just recently painted. I like darker colors. Um, and before I even did that, I thought, like, you know, my, my, my living room is, is black. And I thought, like, is this going to be, like, you know, a mood shifter? Am I going to be sad because it's dark in here? And it's actually quite comforting to me. So I did just as dark in my bedroom. So it's like a really, um, like, bold navy. So I'm now kind of, like, working on that aesthetic. So I like moody and clean um, very, I would say, contemporary with kind of like some modern influences. Um, but I think most interior designers are kind of sometimes their worst clients because you like so many things. Um, and I can appreciate so many different styles, but not necessarily do those styles always work well, you know, together. And I also, for myself, I don't like coming up with, you know, a, a design plan. Um, I kind of like organically finding things. And sometimes you're, you're not going to find what you need just because you go look for it or in two weeks or whatever the time frame is that you give yourself. I, I always want it to be the perfect fit. So I always seem to have like a work in process going on in my apartment, but it's so weird whenever I'm working with a client and I have, you know, whatever that budget is or whatever that time frame is or whatever that aesthetic is, I can always find it for other people. I just can't do it for myself. So I, I've, I've uh, accepted that and um, I'm, I'm all right with that now. <laughs> Nice, nice. I like that you uh, so like make sure that you almost treat it like it's a new experience yeah. <laughs> every time instead of like oh let me just focus on this and this. Because um, I was gonna ask um, at first if you had your own like course aesthetic, but it just seems like like you said it changes over time based exactly. off of like you know who you are, what you represent, you know. And mm-hmm. I can say the same. Like that's so funny. It does go hand in hand even with like fashion. You know mm-hmm. how what you, like, might gravitate to or styles you might, like, even though something is kind of there at the core, I always feel, um, mm-hmm. but it does just actually, like, grow and evolve, so it's great to hear that. Awesome. <laughs> so, I know you did touch on it a little with um, one of your challenges, um, being, like, doing your brands, also with your 9 to 5, like, mm-hmm. do you have, like, any other challenges when it comes to um, building your brand? Um, I would say challenges would be like having the time to really seek out the clients, um, you know, and and really finding out who your clients are. Mm. Um, I obviously at this point, you know, I love affordable styling. You know, sometimes people hear um, interior design and they think you got to spend a whole lot of money in order to have the things that you want, but until you show them that you can actually, you know, get the things that you want or at least some of them and just kind of prioritizing what's most important to you versus some things that maybe you can kind of skimp on. So interior design does not have to be a huge investment, but, you know, like we were just talking, it it does a lot for you mentally. Um, so you definitely want to be able to take the time that you need to, to really um, create that lifestyle to include your home environment, but really really 
trying to find your clients that you're going to work well with. Um, the beauty of having your own business is you can walk away from a client that you feel like is not going to be a good working relationship. Um, mm-hmm. Part, uh, you know, a, a huge part of this business is um, the people piece and yes. you're going into their home and into their most private space and they have to trust you. And mm-hmm. um, if you can't talk to this person, if they're not open to feedback, if um, the communication is not there, if the trust is not there, you're going to have a really difficult time mm-hmm. um, and it's going to take the enjoyment out of the process. And that was one of the things that I had to learn is like, you know, if I feel like I don't have any joy in, in this client or, in, or with this project, then it's something that I don't have to continue with. And also for them, if this mm-hmm. is something that you feel like is not a, a good fit for you, we can we can both walk away. But um, the, the relationship part is really important. But finding that ideal client um, mm-hmm. and, you know, whether you're um, getting referrals or you're putting yourself out there, like when I, you know, did thumbtack, you know, you mm-hmm. have to kind of figure out like the budget um, that mm-hmm. some people are working uh, with um, mm-hmm. and, you know, how you work, does that match? You know, if yeah. this is someone that's wanting you to do like a hundred dollar room challenge, but you know how the difficulty in that or the workload in that, and it's also not considering, um, you know, your fee, um, is mm-hmm. this the, the right client for you? So maybe that's not the avenue that you should, um, you know, position your business. Um, and just really being upfront with what it is that you do and the value that, that you bring to the table. Sometimes people are just like, oh, I can do it myself. Oh, that's, you know, that's super easy. Yeah. Um, It's really trying to, you're selling yourself. And it, again, just like with many other businesses, whether it's like in fashion or, you know, you know, hair and, you know, people that do, can, can do things. It's really showing them what you can do and and the value that you can bring and, and, you know, the, the, the headache you can take away from them by being the point person or the person that that kind of owns this project. Awesome. I, um, also to segue into that, what do you feel are like three tips that you can give to listeners? Like one in life, um, one in business. I feel like you, that was like a few of them right there. Um, but if one just another one just stands out to you, and then one um, when it comes to interior design, like a tip or a hack. Yeah, um, in terms of skills in this industry, I definitely think you need to have people skills. You need to know how to talk to people. You need to know how to listen. Um, there, you know, will be times when you have an idea about something, and your client is like, "No, no, no, I'm thinking about this right here," and not being able to show on your face what you may be thinking in your head to be able to explain to them, you know, a different way of, of viewing something. Um, because it's not about making someone feel bad about their choices or um, showing them that you're always right because it should be a partnership it should be a give and take um having kind of like a a project management skill set and like thinking ahead because most decisions in this business will hinge upon upon another decision so um being prepared so if i do this and i do this then probably the next steps are going to be x y and z so i might prepare for x y and z so just kind of thinking ahead um, also being flexible. There are times when you may come up with a design plan and everything works perfectly. And the next thing you know, when you get ready to present it, um, 
now this big piece, this sofa or this rug or this table is now sold out. If it's not like a custom piece or a piece that you can get direct from the manufacturer, you know, a lot of clients want you to work um, with retail. So retail is a bit tricky. I may present on Monday um, and they may not be ready to buy until two weeks from now, but if it's retail, that item or some of those items may be sold out. That literally happened to me uh, with my last client. I came up with what I thought was like this two different amazing plans. And as I was putting together the information on where you can buy it and how much they are and all of the shipping and finalizing the details, I think I lost about seven different pieces that I had to go back and um, find alternatives for. So not letting things like that travel you and to just be able to have backups and keep pushing. Um, and I would say, Remember why you started and, and what you love about it, because there are going to be parts about this job that you do not like, um, you know, the, the budgeting prop um, part of it for me, or, um, you know, to compiling all of the information. It's, you know, it can look very much like, let's go shopping, let's buy some things, let's paint mm -hmm. a wall, but there, there are other alert other elements about this job um that are going to be probably not your favorite parts but know that you got to get them done they're all integral to having a successful project but just staying true to the core of why you chose this industry um and i would say don't compare your journey that's probably the biggest thing you know you can all you can always find someone doing something very similar to what you aspire to do or somebody that you admire and when your path doesn't look like theirs or when your wins in your mind don't compare to theirs it's very easy to get stuck into a place of you not you're not doing enough and that's false that is a lie um you know everybody has their own plan and their own destiny and that has nothing to do with what someone else is doing so you stay focused on you and what you can do and do not not celebrate your wins no matter you know what they look like you know you buying that, that you, you know you buying that one sofa and lamp for your one client but they don't know the backstory of all the work and all the blood sweat and tears to be able to get to that point for that client to say yes i think you did a great job you know it may be small and it doesn't look like this full house and renovation that somebody did but you did it like you know they may not know the backstory but but you should always celebrate yourself uh, because you know how far you've come and sometimes you got to clap for yourself when no one else is so i think yeah. that's probably the, the biggest thing that i can say that has helped me um mm -hmm. stay focused beautiful i love that like me I definitely like preach that every Friday. It's like mm -hmm. I'm like celebrate you. Like and mm -hmm. I always say that like if it's whatever win you have, whatever you feel you didn't do enough of, it's 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 past, it's over with, you know, That's just focus it. on all that you um, have accomplished and move mm -hmm. forward with and mm -hmm. keep that, you know, pushing you to do some more. So but yeah, we definitely that's a really big key out here. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, definitely exactly. agree. Definitely agree. Awesome, awesome. Um, and also, like, what um, – are you, like, self-funded in your brand? Like, did you, like, um, get any types of, like, like grants or, like, loans to help you launch, like, your brands? Or how did, mm -hmm. how did that work for you? No, all self-funded. Um, the beauty of um, going through – the business this way is that there is no, you know, a huge amount of capital that you need. It's really mm -hmm. your brain, your creativity and mm -hmm. um, putting yourself out there. And I, and I did go back and forth, like, 
oh, you know, are they going to respect you if you don't have a, uh, a website? And then I was like trying to kill myself, trying to make that work and, you know, you know, paying for logos. Um, I did, you know, invest in logo design um, and that was really it and, you know, and an accountant. But in terms of like a website, I I try to go back to the nuggets that have inspired me and to not forget about those. And the big one that sticks out for me is start where you are with what you have. And mm, yeah. I did not want to, you know, like I said, I've had a business before and it was one of those, let's get money. Let's, you know, we're all in and, you know, we are just going to do everything that we can. We want the best this. We want the best that. And it was like, just dumb it down and look at what you can do today and then work on growing and evolving. Like you can't just be on par with some of these in this, these businesses that have been doing this, doing this for like years and years and years. Like today, right now, if I cannot open, um, uh, have a website created, then I've got Instagram. That's free. Like, I can do that. Yeah. I can go to networking events. I can get my name out there. I can get business cards. I can do these minimal things um, that are incremental in establishing the brand um, and uh, and go from there. And, you know, if I choose to one day have a website, I can do that. If I choose to, um, you know, have a warehouse where I'm actually starting to purchase um, furniture to to uh, resell that's something that I can evolve into doing so it wasn't something that I wanted to do the wrong way twice yeah wow yeah that's real mm-hmm. awesome and I love that because some people get caught up um, even me has to myself on pause sometimes Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, I gotta do this, I gotta do that. It's yep. like, you know, no, just start with what I have and just mm-hmm. be consistent. Also, I like to know what um, inspires you in like your life in your day to day. I would say, um, I would say, a making my mother proud. Um, I lost her in two thousand four, um, mm. so every day I get up, you know, may may not be my best day. Um, mm-hmm. But I, I try to do everything with integrity to make sure that I am making her proud. Um, and I always want to, I always try to remember the things that um, kind of like keep me going. When I used to be in, when I used to live in North Carolina and I worked for Ralph Lauren for a while and I would come up to New York um, literally every week for about three months or so for work. And I just fell in love with the culture and fell in love with the energy of um, New York City. And I told myself one day, one day I'm going to live here. I've got to live here. I can see myself living here. It took me like seven years, but I eventually did it. And to me, that was kind of like one of the furthest things, furthest goals from my mind. I didn't have a A, B, C, D, E. I just knew I was at A and eventually I needed to be at Z and I was just going to figure it out. Um, And I always kind of go back to that. Like when I, I don't know how something is going to end up, I I reflect back to those moments where I made a statement, a declaration, I put it out into the universe, and I knew that every day, whatever that looked like, I was going to make steps towards towards my goal and and that desire and that pull. I know my you know, when I feel it in my gut, I know it's it's the right thing to do. I may not have all the pieces of the puzzle, but I know that this is what I need to be working towards and to never let that fire go. Beautiful, beautiful. I love that. Um yeah, that's like something that it's just like to know that life is 
ever changing. Mm-hmm. And um, it's it's like funny you say that because I think that's the things that um, stick with me too. Like those moments where I did something that maybe was unbelievable or something mm-hmm. that I didn't think was going to pan out. And it's just like by me just keeping, you know, again, just keeping it going, staying right? on the course and just almost like fighting for it. And I will say, <laughs> living in New York, <laughs> yes, <laughs> definitely <laughs> – I tested that time and time yeah. again, and that's why I was like, okay, I gotta, sometimes it's like, <laughs> that experience is overwhelming, but um, I will say that it, it does, it has built me, and mm-hmm. it's like, I can take that wherever I go, but it's those, those moments that help you know that whatever you really, really want, you can go and get, you know, or you can, Absolutely. or it will happen. I want you listeners to know that your space will, like, influence, like, what you really think about yourself, mm-hmm. like, what you can do. It gives you a certain mood that you want to feel. It's very important to, and I was going to ask you about that, too, if you do, like, the feng shui and stuff like that. I would love to hear about um, that. No, I do not. Um, mm-hmm. But I also believe it's really, it's about a feeling. And, you know, mm. sometimes I will move this furniture and the accessories around until I feel like this is bringing me the type of energy that I want uh, mm-hmm. it to, you know, if mm-hmm. I feel comfortable in it. Sometimes you may not know exactly the reason why something doesn't work, but, you know, it just, it's not sitting right with me right now. So, you know what, it's going to move, it's going to go someplace, and it might go mm-hmm. into a closet until I mm-hmm. find someplace better for it. Um, but yeah, I, I think, um, it's, it's really about like what, what you're connected to, what mm. you and just being in tune with that. And for me, it's, it's, you know, I'm, I'm at home a lot. So I want it to be reflective of the peace that I am, I seek in my life. And I think it starts with the balance of my home. So I want to be comfortable. Um, so it's, it's super, super important. It's not superficial. And if I'm at peace in my thoughts and in my mind, I carry that with me as I, you know, when I leave and I go to work and I, you know, have, have my relationships and sustain those. So it is absolutely very important. Yes, I love that. I love that you said that because this mm-hmm. is like beauty. Like art, this is art. It's a reflection of life. It's a reflection of beauty and life. And like I would say, like the creators, the creation. Awesome, awesome. Um, so would you tell us? So we're maven. We're all about um, like you know building our brands, um, doing you know for ourselves. But we're also about giving outside of ourselves. So mm-hmm. are there any ways that you give? to others and give like give back? Um, I give back um by giving advice that I felt like I never got coming up um professionally or personally. Um I uh, like I said my nine to five is a I'm a retail store director so I have managed teams for many, many years and um one thing that I really love to do is to just, you know, sit my team down, you know, individually and just periodically check in with them, talk to them. Like, you know, it's very much like open door um, and giving of myself. Like I would always see women that are in places that I aspire to be or doing things that I aspire to do. And I always wondered how do they get there? Where, you know, what was their path? Um, You know, what were the right decisions? What were the wrong decisions? And I always felt that in my outreach, I never uh, got anyone that wanted to share and to, you know, Mm. you know, give those nuggets. And I never wanted to be that person. So I always aspire to be the person that I always wished that I I had. So I'm very much an open book. 
Beautiful. I love that. I love that because it's just like that's how the world goes around. Awesome. And I have what I call a rise, shine, and grind song. So mm-hmm. it's like a song where if I'm not in the mood, um, of getting up, doing too much, <laughs> uh, it's like a song I could play that really gets me like energized. So my mm-hmm. song is Diva by Beyonce. So mm-hmm. I like to know like what your rise, shine, and grind song is. Ooh. Right now, what am I listening to? My playlist is all over the place, literally. Mm-hmm. Um, I think right now, um, gospel has really been getting me through. Mm. Um, so it would be, oh my gosh, what's her name? It's on the tip of my tongue. It is... Um, like I literally my last day at work I think I had it on repeat over and over for like five hours and I just it was like I needed it yeah um oh my gosh I could literally hold on one second I can find it it is Um, Better Days by Leandria Johnson. Mm, okay, nice, nice. And I don't know, it just like, you know, I grew up in the church and it always has a special place in my heart. And when I feel like there's this, I, I need to be uplifted or I, I need to know that this is whatever this is is temporary and i and i can keep going and keep moving um mm-hmm. that one that one gets me it gets me going awesome all right better days i have to check that out i have to check mm-hmm. that out amazing yeah i'm like the same way too if i as a song if i need something i'll go play that song over and over, over and over <laughs> yeah. like, you definitely got i got my airpods in because yeah i would get on your nerves yeah that song by beyonce already yeah Mm-hmm. It was that one. I oh, just uh-huh. kept playing it and playing it and playing it. I was about to learn the dance, but I was like, oh, that's fine for this. <laughs> I just need to fill in another song here. Because the yep. dance was just, I, I love to dance, but I was like, I need more music right now. Because the lyrics are really, really motivating, like, inspiring. Right. Like, So I was like, okay, I feel like, what's this? It makes me feel like I, I am that one. I am. This is my essence to really move forward. We have this. So, yeah, um, I definitely can attest. What would you say is, like, your best tip when it comes to laying out, like, a space, like a new mm-hmm. space, or if you want to transform a space? I would say um, start with your color scheme, you know, like maybe mm-hmm. no more than three colors, like what's your main color going to be, what's your, what are your complementary colors going to be, and stick with that. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I would say start with your bigger items first. I would start with the non-negotiables. If you know you need in your living room a sofa, a TV stand, uh, a dining room, I mean a, a coffee table and a chair, mm-hmm. um, I would start with your, your biggest piece first, like have that be, you know, something that's already set in stone, what color is that going to be and then you can kind of determine what your um, next pieces are going to be like do you want your coffee table to be um, one that you can put your feet on is it going to be extra Mm -hmm. seating Um, you know what does the functionality look like Mm -hmm. Um, how do you live Um, you know do you need all this walk room space are you going to put another chair there so really kind of look at how you live what you need what colors you like Stick to three when you start mm-hmm. buying, like start with your largest items first and then kind of work your way around. Mm-hmm. Um, and then be uh, 
make sure you're clear with your measurements. Like, don't mm-hmm. buy a piece of furniture until you've measured your space. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, you know, like, I love to go out and just kind of stumble upon things, but I also, in my mind, already already know the scale of, like, my sofa or the chair or, you know, something before, like, I buy, you know, a, a table. Mm-hmm. So, you know, if you go out and you're like, I love this table, but you didn't think about where it's going to go and the fact that your table is massive and this little table is going to be like a footstool beside yeah. of it. <laughs> so measure like take a measuring tape with you when you go places, jot down notes, take a photo if you, if you like something, you can start to piece things together. And then if you like to see things kind of semi put together, you can literally open up like a word document and then like start saving your photos on your computer and just putting those pictures together so that you can see what that great blue sofa looks like with this fabulous rug that you saw in the, in, you know, in home goods. Um, mm-hmm. And then this chair from, from West Elm, you know, when you start putting things together, you're like, I can get with this or, you know what, that chair actually clashes with everything. So to kind of see it all semi put together before mm-hmm. you commit to buying it. And then now you have to return something. So mm-hmm. do all of that legwork, but it's really just asking yourself, how do you live you know, what's functional for you, what colors do you like, what colors do you not like, and what are the sizes that I need? Mm, Beautiful. I love that. I love that. That, I can break that down easily. Yeah. (laughs) This was a great, great interview. Thank you so much, Brandy. I'm so glad to have had you. Um, You're welcome. And i just like you to let our listeners know, like, how they can get in contact with you um, and if they'd um, love to, you know, retransform their space or upgrade mm-hmm. their space. Um, and, you know, what's the best way to reach you? Um, probably at this point, the best way to reach me is on Instagram. It's Brandy Bird. So it's B-R-A-N-D-E-E-B-Y-R-D underscore. You can email me. You can DM me. I answer all. I, I love the outreach. Any questions or um, anything, anything you need, I, I am here. So, Brandy Bird underscore on Instagram. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you, Brandy. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for listening to this episode of the podcast. I hope you learned a great deal from Brandy. To keep up with the podcast, please follow us at Rare Maven Media on IG. Also, please like, share, and comment if you enjoyed this episode. And this month, we created a gift guide featuring 25 different gifts from brands that are owned by millennial black women. So if you subscribe to our tribe at www.raremaven.media, you can enter for a chance to win one of the gifts. So head on over there. And for now, I want you to ask yourself, how will you leave a legacy for the culture?